In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my co-host, my favorite taffophile, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> the Blonde Blonde Show, the... What, what else are you? I can't remember. Oh, uh, I don't know. Just Ann Carrigan. That well, was, good evening, everybody. You know, you know what? We, we are for those who don't know. We are broadcasting uh, somewhere, right? At, yes. at the haunted That's Victorian. It. That's right. What do you think? I hear breathing. What was that? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, heard a big. <sighs> did you hear that? I did hear that. Okay. Whatever. I seriously did. I don't know. All right. I don't know. That came through the speakers. I might be the Viking. Anyways, <laughs> you are listening to Ghost Chronicles on TojiNet, uh, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. Awesome. And the Beyond part is the good part. <laughs> <laughs> but we are broadcasting live from the Haunted Victorian Garden of Mass, and we have a great show. And, uh, you know, every time I come up to this house, I just want to go snapping my fingers. Hi. Why is that? Yeah, I was feeling. Absolutely. It's perfect. Perfect. They're creepy. All right. Oh, God, please don't sing. Why? You can't sing? Please. You don't have to sing. Please. Anyways, whoa, did you hear that? Oh, I did. I think that was a message from Beyond. Message from Beyond, all right. Anyways, we have with us today a very, very special guest. We have the new owner of the Haunted Victorian. Uh, he's a really cool guy, and uh, let's bring him on. All right. Do you know his name? Yes, I do. What is it? Edwin. There you go. How are you? Welcome. Oh, thank you for having me on. Um, how are you guys doing today? Good. We, we are actually in your office here at the uh, Haunted Victorian, <laughs> correct? Yeah, which is an interesting room in itself. That's where I actually saw a full-body apparition in this room. Really? Wow. The only time that I saw it, I've been here for a year and a half, and I saw one apparition, besides the shadows that I see, but... The full body apparition I saw in this room. So, actually, right where Anne is sitting. In. Ooh, even better. Wow. Did you poke it with a stick to make sure it was a. <laughs> no, I actually hit the ground and my heart started racing and I, I had to find out who he was. And good thing I spoke to the previous owner and more or less he told me it was the guy who spontaneously combusted. Oh. Okay. Wow. About that spontaneous yes. combustion guy. Okay, we have been doing research on the property. 
And we can't find any people that can, what's the word? Spontaneously burnt up in a Combusted. thing of crisp. So well, we're doing more research. If it's out there, we're going to find it. That, that but, uh, would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean I've mean, i got burnt before, but you know, not that bad. Not of your own personal accord. Really? I'm sure. So do you believe in spontaneous combustion? Of a human being? No. No? I just don't think it could happen. Really? I mean, I know that's... Did you ever watch The X-Files? That's the... Uh, no, actually. I'm probably... Okay, what? I'm probably the you ever watch The X-Files? Oh, you are your freaking mind? Who has never watched The X-Files. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> wow. You know, they do have it on DVD, so if you want well, to go back I'll and... I'll have uh, to pick it up, but I don't... I, you know, if it happened here, that's great, but I think it's an everyday thing. I, I um, have a hard time believing that. I do. To me, hey, watch the I'm a skeptic. What can I tell? Skeptic. What can I say? Uh-oh. We're getting Morse code from beyond. <laughs> Morse code from beyond. Right. Oh, yeah. So anyways. Edwin's phone. <laughs> I don't know. So Edwin, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, haunted Victorian. It, it's really, really a cool house. It looks just like the house from the Adams family. It's amazing. Yeah. As soon as we pulled up, I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Well, I can it's definitely incredible. tell you a little bit about it. Uh, you know, I was looking for more t-shirt, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of empty on my seat down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyways, Edwin, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, haunted Victorian? Well, the home itself has 26 rooms, 10,000 square feet. It has uh, 57 windows, 72 doors, and it's, we had purchased it back. You know the number of windows and doors? Uh, yeah, I don't know why I found that fascinating, but um, yeah, so. Let me put the uh, K meter, K2 meter on just in case. Okay. Um, so Rock on. <laughs> well, basically, um, back in the 1880s, uh, S.K. Pierce had built this home. Um, it um, featured some famous people who come through the door. Um, we had P.T. Barnum. We've had Calvin Coolidge. We had Norman Rockwell. We also had Minnesota facts through the years, and we got never mind. And um, actually, yeah, um, there was a circus train that used to stop up the street. I was going to make something about Massachusetts facts, but <laughs> don't go there. I mean, I guess not. Don't go there. Yes, move right along, Minnesota facts. Um, yeah, so back in the day, there was a billiards room up on the third floor, and all the the rich and the elite used to um, play billiards up there. And um, we do get some activity up there, um, and also throughout the whole house since we've moved in. I had no idea about the house being haunted when we originally um, uh, saw the house. Uh, we placed a bid, and shortly after that is when we started hearing rumors. It was on taps. There's been numerous books on it, and I, actually even a documentary. And Really? Yeah, it's 14 Degrees. Um, it was a great documentary, um, Michael Baker, and it was really good. Um, oh, it was right. haunted. Mm -hmm. um, Why 14 Degrees? I can never figure that out. I don't know. Uh, Maybe well, that's how cold, we'll that's how cold it was when they we'll were there. Have on the show and ask them. I can't figure that one out. But anyways, we're right along. Um, it was actually um, haunted Massachusetts. Thomas Augustino, who's been here a few times, and Tom's great, absolutely great. Yeah, yeah and he actually captured a lot of evidence here. He's captured one of the best um, Class A EVPs. I'm starting oh, to oh, Wait a minute. Wait till you hear what we have tonight. Uh oh. Yeah, we had it interesting when you were here when you did an investigation mm -hmm. here. That was absolutely amazing. One in particular gave me chills. Um, that was great. Um, it was probably one of the the best 
uh, EVPs ever captured. Absolutely here. Um, now we start experiencing things from the very beginning. Um, actually, the the second day after we bought the house, we came in with some boxes and we're just gathered around eating some pizza. And we had these two metal plant holders we had just brought in, and sure enough, they both just moved with about six inches and they skipped. Not one, but both of them did. <laughs> it was witnessed by all our family members, and we were like, "Whoa!" Well, At well, first, well, we thought it was what happened. Cool. It just moved, it just skipped like six inches to the right. Skipped? Yeah, it actually skipped. You can actually hear it skipping and it moved over about six inches, which oh is absolutely God. crazy. Wow. Um, we thought it was cool though. Um, <laughs> but then after that, we started um, having more, you know, the activity started increasing. Um, it started with the ladies' parlor. Um, we had, uh, right, it was right before Christmas, so we decided to just bring some ornaments and some stuff. and. And we had an ornament that was placed up on a mantle, um, and we found it in the middle of the floor. Um, we thought, well, it must have fallen down, but it's a glass mm -hmm. ornament, and right. it should have shattered, shattered, but it right. didn't. We placed it back on the mantle, we left, we came back, we had, weren't ready to move in, and sure enough, it was back on the middle of the floor. <laughs> so, um, finally, we decided to put it in a corner of the room, and for the third time, there was a, a, an actual... Um, uh, storm. We had a, a huge storm that was here, and we came back, and sure enough, uh, it was back on the middle of the floor. Now, I, I, you know, through a little bit of research, we found out that this place is haunted by three active spirits, um, even, even though other investigators have caught much more than that. Um, what are you doing? Yeah. The camera. The, oh, we have to show it to the camera? Yes. Oh, we are taping the show, by the way. But anyways, uh, well, Edwin was talking about this place, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the K2 meter was actually going off. So I don't know if you piqued the interest of the ghosts or spirits that were here, mm -hmm. but uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, we're, we're here, because I, I, I'm working here usually eight, nine hours a day, I'm constantly hearing uh, noises in this room, the nanny's room. This is actually the, the, the original nursery where we're sitting at right now. Oh. Really? Yeah, and of course that full body apparition was seen here, but right in the nanny's room is where there's a lot of activity, especially with steps, noises. Um, my dogs um, actually are petrified. Um, they're always next to me. Uh, they sit right next, and I don't know what they pick up on, but even down in the foyer, um, they don't like being in the first floor. Uh, usually we find them going into the kitchen. They're free to roam wherever they want. We've actually thrown balls and treats, and they don't want to go right by the floor. There's one little particular section that's right toward the front entrance. I don't know what they pick up. Um, I don't know what's going on there, but there's, there's definitely uh, something that they feel. The dogs flip out at night. Um, just a couple of nights ago, uh, the dogs flipped out 3 o'clock in the morning oh, no. for no rhyme or reason. 3 o'clock, huh? Yeah, I don't know what it is. And of course, we've also had bangings on a headboard. Uh, I don't know what that's about. Um, and shadows. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, at first, they used to really spook me out. But we're here. We see them. Uh, Lillian sees them all the time. I'm sorry, my wife, Lillian. She's, she's actually, um, her first experience here, she was here alone. And she was in a basement. And, oh. she, and she saw the shadow. Oh, the basement is really creepy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. The basement, there's something going on there. But uh, she sees shadows all the time, but she's a tough cookie, and she just <laughs> keeps going. I'm the one that gets really nervous. I mean, really? I, when she leaves and she and I'm here alone, I just leave the lights on. I just. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dogs aren't going to protect you, that's for sure. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? 
I don't think the lights are going to do a lot, but yeah, it do. makes you feel better. I mean, those those, those <laughs> scared of light. They don't like the light. They're scared they of light. away from the light. Yeah. Well, one, one other thing is that I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I just want to quickly go about, I was such a skeptic about this. Um, so you didn't know that the place was haunted when you bought it? I had no clue because originally I'm from, Bo from Boston. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, we saw the house online. I had the opportunity to, to work from home. Um, and we came down here, didn't know nothing about the area. Uh, saw the house one time, fell in love. We quickly put, put a bid on it. And from that, from that point on, um, we started hearing all this stuff. But even after we heard the stuff, we still didn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> I, this is silly. This is Did nonsense. They, I thought they had to disclose now. Uh, when someone was selling a no. house, hmm? no, no, no. Oh, I thought I had heard that. It's they the, had to the it. I think it's if you ask. Exactly. You didn't let me finish. Otherwise, I would have. So, you know, so just strong. typical woman, just jump right in and never let the man finish the <laughs> statement. I understand that. That's the uh, yeah, well, so That was pretty lame. You know that, don't you? You're gonna do it. Do it. <laughs> But anyways, uh, All right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, according to the uh, the Massachusetts law, which is basically under the AIDS law, mm -hmm. yeah, it was written into the AIDS law, is that a according to the real realtor I spoke to, yeah. is that if they ask, you have to disclose it, okay. but uh, you don't have to disclose it up front. Wow. But it varies from state to state. For instance, in New York City, you do have to de uh, declare that the property is haunted. So, I see. There you go. Well, there's um, my law lesson. I mean, some other things that happened here, I can quickly go, is we actually had the piano playing. There's um, something about uh, sequences of threes. Um, we've had the piano play three notes. We had knockings of three times. We've also yep. heard the doorbell ring three times. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what the three means. Um, but yeah, we've had piano, we had the piano playing with the TV shutting off and on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's uh, flickering lights. We had um, an alarm in the house that actually technically doesn't work, but it, it goes off and on. Uh, even one that's, re that's relatively new that just happened uh, about two weeks ago. We mm -hmm. have a cuckoo clock that keeps playing. Wait a minute, you don't have a cuckoo I, clock. I don't have one, but there, there is go. one that's... But they hear a cuckoo clock. On four occasions. Actually, really? it just happened Sunday. And this, it, it, there's no set time. Sometimes it happens at night, sometimes in the afternoon. Oh, my God. But the first time I heard it, I said, I told, I said, Lillian, I, I, I told her, I said, I, I just heard a, a cuckoo clock. And she's like, oh, he's definitely losing it. Um, <laughs> Makes you think you're cuckoo. Two days later, she heard the cuckoo clock. And it's happened four times in the past two weeks. I've had my recorder hoping that I can get, get it. But, it, mm -hmm. you know, usually I don't, you know, try to record anything or do anything like that. But right. Yeah, it, it's crazy. So we've had a lot of different things. We actually have a, uh, from the chat room, Anne says that you are supposed to disclose a violent death in the house. So that's not exactly the same as a ghost. Oh. Just because oh. someone died right. here doesn't necessarily right. mean it's a ghost. Oh, okay. So thank you, Anne. All right. There you go. So this Kugel thing is really intriguing me. Uh, I wonder if we could, now you talked, to, you're in young contact with the previous owner and he's never heard it before, right? Correct, but what's um, odd about it was we saw some uh, a picture that he's in. He's actually with, uh, taking a photo with the ghost hunter group there, and right in the background is a cuckoo clock. Um, really? Yeah, and it's actually coincidence. Some, I think I not. Think not. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I can't wait to actually. I have yet to meet him. Um, I've spoken to him many times. Um, I just wanted to validate some of the things that we experienced with some of the.
boy, and we don't know what's the history on him. We've got a photo of him mm -hmm. that was captured in a mirror along with another uh, little girl, and we actually hear their footsteps um, in our master bedroom mm -hmm. um, right above. It sounds like they're just running back and forth. And well, we'll have to... Uh you know, take a better look at that. But anyways, we have to take a break right now, and uh, it's time for another episode of Beyond Bizarre with oh, Vala Ventura. I love Vala. I love Vala. In March of 2010, the New York Daily News reported that a police tow truck towed a minivan parked outside Redden's funeral home. The van, whose identifying placard had fallen from the window, happened to contain a dead body. The vehicle was towed to the impound from which the distraught funeral homeowner retrieved it. He did manage to get the body on the flight to its intended funeral destination. And at a funeral parlor in Pittsville, Massachusetts, they go to great lengths to keep business alive. The Devon Condren Funeral Home hopes that events such as a chili cook-off, a murder mystery show, an art walk, and monthly birthday cakes at the Pittsfield Senior Center will serve as a reminder to folks that they are an important part of the community. Huh. A true terrifying tale from Barla Ventura's new book, Beyond Bizarre. Available now wherever books are sold. Okay, that wasn't as bizarre as usual. No. No, there's no gore, no death. There was no grossly bizarre. No. Thing. Oh, well, senior citizens, that's pretty bizarre. What am I hearing on there? What did I just hear? I didn't hear anything. I just heard music. You don't like, hear music. Like, like a harp. <laughs> I'm telling you, I You're just heard it. it on there. You're losing it. <laughs> now, have we heard any harps in here before? Yeah. Edwin? No. Tom no, heard harps too. Tom heard harps too? Tom is our cameraman, by the way, and yeah, also yeah. Uh, the better half of uh, Carrigan here. The better half? Yeah, you betcha. You got that backwards. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, wow, that was yesterday. Yes, we played Beyond Bizarre for two consecutive shows, oh, Tuesday and Wednesday. No, not a repeat. Uh, get over geez. it. Jeez. But anyways, uh, we came here Friday night, and we did an investigation uh, with Edwin and his wife, Lillian. Mm -hmm. And we had a, a really unique experience. And this was up in your room, as you were talking about your room. The a master lot of, bedroom. A lot of strange things happened there. And you t told us about this guy by the name of uh, Enos, is this, I believe? Enos Sari. And, and what do you know about him? Um, well, back in the 60s, this was a, a boarding house. And he had uh, rented that room, the master bedroom. And... From time to time, of course, you get voices in there. Um, you get the smell of like a campfire smell. Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten down on a few occasions. We smell cigar smoke when we, we yeah. were here doing our investigation. Yeah, we get that a lot, yeah. the smell of cigars as well. Actually. <laughs> Honestly, I smelled cigarette smoke when we first got here, but I think people are smoking out in the sun. Well, Lillian does smoke. There's oh, a difference, okay? okay? But All right. right now, I'm picking up a little bit of... Something strange. I don't smell cigar. Is Ron the only one that didn't hear it? Yes, I did not hear the hop. Sorry about that. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else heard it wrong. Anyways, we, we, we digress. Yes. Uh, so we were Sorry. talking about Enos in the master bedroom. Uh, we, we, we went up there uh, and we sat down and we, oh, I have this glow in the dark Ouija planchette. See it? Yes. Isn't that so cool? It's delightful. Yeah, it goes in the dock, yeah. which is really nice. Okay. So we, we put that down in the middle of the floor, mm -hmm. and we had this shot of whiskey. 
Oh. Because there's a story about Enos and whiskey, right? Um, and well, booze. Well, with booze, with moonshine, he was a, an alcoholic and... Um, basically, that's all he did all day long, just drink and smoked and... Sounds like Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. But on um, yeah, one particular me. April... All day long. In the month of April of 1963, um, there was a call to the fire uh, department. By the time they rushed up here, both ways, the front entrance and through the windows, the fire put itself out and there was nothing left of him. He had succumbed to his... He just perished in a fire and they ruled it as a... Spontaneous combustion case. So, what, what time period was this? This was April of 1963. And what's weird about it is, while I was looking at my, I keep a journal of all our different right, incidents. Right, right. And when I saw the the man here in the in my office, yeah. was also in the month of April. So I don't know if there's <laughs> any. Um, ah. Yeah, I just find, just. We well, gotta find more about this one here. So far, we haven't any luck for digging it up. <laughs> now his nephew. Is actually it was a it became a firefighter. Oh, really? How yeah, I in the seventies, and uh, I'm trying to see if I can. Do is he a alive? Research. Um, I don't know. I mean, he was ten years. Old. He actually witnessed when. Does he have a last uncle. name? Um, you know, I'm my guess is sorry, but I don't know that for sure. But I know that <laughs> you're sorry that you don't know it. Or <laughs> sorry was his name. I'm not sure how that one came out. <laughs> but um, no, I'm, I'm definitely want to find out. We're we're, we're actually going to start researching it because the previous owner told me that he was a firefighter in the seventies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully he'll have more answers on you know what he like. We're trying to get photos and yeah. to see what he looked like. We have a com- we did a yeah. complete title search of the property, so we do have that done already. Uh, right now they're doing the death thing. The initial mm-hmm. one is when we couldn't find him, but mm-hmm. uh, we're doing more research on that. That means all the people who died in this house. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. okay, excellent. Yeah. So we should have that information. Why? As well. Why I have to ask? Why did the why? prior owner sell the house? Do you know? It goes to for personal reasons, no basically. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. it wasn't. It, it was a money pit. That's it, why. It, <laughs> <laughs> just, just ask Edwin. It's cost. It's going to cost a lot of money to rehab yeah. this house, right? Oh, to preserve yeah. it, um, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's got strong bones to it, but it needs a lot of work. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's got a slate roof, and that alone is going to cost a. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is why Edwin is getting involved in the paranormal again. Is you also want to earn some money for preservation right. of the house. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's our main goal is to try to get it as close as, it, well, we can't never get it the way it used to be. But right. we definitely, a lot of people love the house. They love coming in. We get <laughs> uh, constantly get knocks on our door um, asking for tours. Who can uh, it be now? Some actually demanding a tour. Demanding? Yeah, yeah actually there's one really? lady. She was like, you don't understand. I have to come in this house. And oh. I was like, well, I'm sorry, but I'm working. And my wife's not here. And she's like, well, well, well it would only be for a few minutes. I, oh I, I just have to. Oh, my God. No. No. Hit the road, wow. Jack. So anyways, I know that we're running on, on talented time on the half hour. But uh, so we were in the bedroom and we had this uh, glow in dark planchette because we did get off the subject quite a bit, as oh, usual. Yes, we did. Uh, and we had the. Avoided. We wander. And we had the uh, glass of uh, whiskey on it, the little shot glass of whiskey. Perfect. And we were talking to the spirit and telling them how great the whiskey was because it smelled really strong. Uh-huh. It was good whiskey. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and yeah, oh, there's more to it, yeah. So we, we so. were saying, uh, you know, uh, wouldn't you like this whiskey? It's a lot better than the the rock gut that you used to drink. Uh, so all of a sudden, we heard, yes, yes. So what, we have that clip. So why don't, why don't we play that clip now? You can almost taste it, can't you? Yeah. Oh. 
of that, and you can almost taste it, can't you? What the hell was that? And you can almost taste it, can't you? So there you go. That? Yeah. Oh, gonna do it one more time. <laughs> but it, it's it interesting. Yeah. Really, um, it's almost like a robotic sounding one. Well, no. Well, the, the problem is, and I can, I'm going to explain that. That's what I was oh. going to do next okay. because that's what I like to do. All is right. Explain, I'll explain away. Yeah. Is that it was really faint because you remember we heard this out into the hall. There's yeah. much more to this conversation, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, what the hell was that? And then everybody says, yeah, I heard that, too. There was like a lot of people that, that jumped on it. Mm -hmm. And so it was it was on a recorder that was on the floor that we were doing as EVPs. So uh, we had to amplify it. And that's what the, oh, the okay. metal noises when you amplify it, just right. like you notice how we got the feedback here a little bit. Yeah. That's the little metallic uh, noise in it. But, mm -hmm. but we also have a, uh, a um, what do you call it, camcorder that we were using. And we haven't gone through the camcorder stuff, mm -hmm. though. So we're hoping we caught it on there as well. Mm -hmm. But it, it, was, it was not an EVP, though. A lot of people get mixed up with EVPs and audio. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. An EVP is when a spirit manifests its voice on a recorder. And then there's audio, or yeah, that's when you actually hear it. That's it's true. not a manifestation. Because when you think about it, an EVP is really not a true recording. It's more of a manifestation. I guess so. You guess so, or you don't know? Or... I, I don't know. I wouldn't think of it as a manifestation. It is. Okay. The key to that is, is if you have two recorders in the, in the room mm -hmm. and you capture a true EVP according to the American EVP, mm -hmm. uh, you're only going to get them on one of them. On one. That's because it's not a recording. Okay. It's the white noise on it, and hence the movie White Noise. Mm -hmm. uh, the spirit manipulates the white noise and puts their voice on it. And so okay. that's why it's a lot of times it sounds mechanical. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it sounds uh, not natural, but that's right. what a true EVP is. Right. But, I mean, a lot of people are, are kind of like, you know, I hate to say this, but there are so many people involved in the industry right now that they're making up their own rules on this. So huh. I don't know. But Le Leslie wants to know, was that yes audible in the room? Absolutely. So that's why it wasn't an EVP. Okay. We heard it. That actually right. gave me... Um, you were there, right? You heard it, right? It yeah, gave me big time chills. That was absolutely amazing. Wow. So clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but really, we were all there, and, and, and like I said, I, I, Jim got me that. He rushed that through and got that to me today. But I really wanted more because if you listen to the the rest of it, it, it you'll I'll say, "What the hell was that?" And then I would say, "Yeah, what the hell was that?" And then somebody else says, and it was like, "Yeah, I heard that. I heard yes." And then right. it was all there. And right. So and then we actually recorded. It. So I said, "When I do the camcorder, we'll definitely have a better look at it." Mm -hmm. And. Uh, I also remember the, the steps or creaks that were coming from the second floor right before oh, we have right. that. We have some music for the break coming up. Oh, we do? Yes, we do. Oh. There. I guess I do. There it is. Anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles on Toad Your Neck, Moves Channel and Beyond. Welcome to Tokenet, radio with a cutting edge. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Prime. Now, this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number one with the official Classic Hits Countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. 
We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports, you name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts, honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests who step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com. Happy Halloween! <laughs> And we are back with Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. We are back. You just say, and we're back. And I say the other thing. Get this down. Oh, right? my God. I'm we're so back. sorry. Yeah. No, I'm just, still new at this. Yeah, you'll be new. Jeez. No, whatever. Anyways, the number to call, <laughs> if anybody wants to call in, it is 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. Anyways, Edwin was actually told, told us uh, he heard, no, ooh, the K2 went off again. Again. Ooh. I see it. Ooh. Edwin. 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 <laughs> Edwin. Mm. Anyway, uh, during the break, you were actually telling us uh, something cool that happened, right? With You, you, you got an EVP of... Well, we get several EVPs here. Because uh, you've had several groups come in and, and look at the place already. Yeah, just a few, and, and right away they captured a lot of stuff. Um, actually, just one tonight was just captured. Um, actually, the, the most famous one is Porteo, because the guy was a Portuguese immigrant, and he's the, we got him saying, well, I guess basically... You're Portuguese, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, all day long. Don't I look Portuguese? Well, drink wine all yeah. day long. Yeah, it's the wine. Well, that, yes. that was the famous one by Thomas Agostino from Haunted, Massachusetts. That was a great one. Um, yeah. It's so clear. It's just almost like the one you did. So you heard of them, right? Oh, absolutely. You can oh, cool. hear it clearly, yeah. And, uh, do you have some of this evidence here if people come in here and uh, contact you and for tours and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually have my own website. It's um, hauntedvictorian.com that I just got up. And also we're doing a, an event. Um, oh, you're doing an event? Yeah, sponsored by Silent Voices Paranormal. Um, it's it's nice. on the 30th. And, you know, anybody's more than welcome to come in. We're basically going to do a ghost hunt. And, every, and you know, oh. it'll be... And with this house with 26 rooms, uh, there's tons of activity with, with yeah. um, uh, a lot of voices, shadows. Um, the shadows are interesting because we've had four uh, groups of um, investigators come down with their teams, and they all captured the same thing, shadows peeking out of the second floor, which is where we get a lot of the, the steps and we see the shadows. And Tom Agostino, the, the haunted master, on two occasions he saw the shadows. And actually Ron actually spotted one on the third floor. The, the first the first time I came here, I just mm-hmm. came to scope the place out and stuff. And Edward was showing me around. And we up to the third floor. And I was talking to him. And all of a sudden, I saw somebody dot that way. And so I ran over to there. And there was nobody there. And then I looked down the stairs. And the same thing, the dot, dotted shadow wow. down to the next floor. 
Wow. Yeah, and, and the, the most active spirit here is uh, Maddie Corn Cornwall. She was originally from Nova Scotia. She was one of 23 servants. And she had a, a love affair with S.K. Pierce. S.K. Pierce was probably about in his 60s at the time. And that's... So there's still hope for me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she doesn't leave the property, and she's the most active one. She was... Um, uh, that was, a, and of course, the little boy. Those are the three most active ones. And we've also gotten moanings. Um, really? Yeah. And one of the, the one of the rooms. Um, well, this house used to be a brothel back in the turn of the century. Mm -hmm. And um, ah. we've actually got a woman moaning, which was absolutely amazing. That I kind that. of. Moaning. You know, I actually got a recording okay. in my bedroom of a woman moaning. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so is my house if haunted? You say so. Is my house haunted? Um. Um, no comments. There you go. <laughs> is there any moaning in your bedroom? And hey. What? Hey, I, I mean, recordings. I'm just trying really to... You're really wandering way off the subject. Way off base, all right? Way off You're base. not going to hit me, are you? Yes. Oh! <laughs> anyway. We, we also captured um, um, foreign languages um, that we... It took us a while, but someone, uh, I guess, who knows like six different languages says it was Russian, so there's no one speaking that language here, so I thought that was really weird. My son is uh, fluent in Russian. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great, yeah. Wow. He went, like, Get him he, in here. He went to Russia, wow. so... Uh, but anyways, let's go back to this event. This is on, uh, what's the date? October 30th. October October 30th, the day before Halloween. Oh, and by the time it's over, it will be Halloween. It will be Halloween, yes. officially. And this is, uh, where can people go to to uh, sign up for it or whatever? Um, basically, you can uh, contact uh, the case manager, Pam. Um, you can send an email, case manager at silentvoicesparanormal.com. Uh, what is it, a mind group? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, uh, I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be fun. So everyone gets a chance to investigate, um, you know, and there'll be uh, refreshments and things like that. And you get to... And the whole uh, the whole entire night, if people are interested, they can spend the whole night and capture as much as you can because you you always get tons of, especially with the voices, it's crazy shadows. So if you're interested in going to this thing on the thirtieth, uh, contact case manager at silentvoicesparanormal.com. Uh, is that on your website by any chance to make it easier for uh, you? No, I don't have that. Yeah, good job. Uh-oh. <laughs> also, but speaking of uh, investigations, on November 13th here at the mansion, we will be doing a ghost hunt as well. And they can get tickets at the Circles of Wisdom, or you can go to our website, which is N-E, uh, like the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, and you can uh, link there and whatever. Get tickets, so there you go. So, anyways, we actually have a, a caller on the line, and uh, if you want to take a break, that's fine. Uh, you want to hang around? Good. All right. So let's uh, let's bring on our caller, and it's none other than the most famous uh, haunted evidence guy that I know, and that would be Patrick Burns and his cohort, uh, the young children's uh, young adults uh, ghosts. Author of Molly Gibson. Hey guys. Hey. Wow. wow. <laughs> hey there. Hello. Whoa, lousy connection. Lousy connection, really? Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. Okay, so what, anyways, you guys, uh, where are you? You were like in North Carolina or something? Uh, we're almost to Washington, D.C. Oh. Wow. 
Nice. And trekking, trekking north slowly but surely. Oh. There you go. And, and this, of course, for those who don't, is Patrick Burns. He was the star of uh, Haunting Evidence, which uh, was on for, what, three seasons, Patrick? Yeah, we had three seasons uh, on Core TV and True TV. And uh, uh, ironically, the show is seen more now, I think, in rerun than it was uh, when we were actually producing the show. Uh, but you can still catch it on on, uh, on True TV. It seems about once a month or so they do a mini marathon of episodes. And uh, if uh, people don't have cable or they don't want to wait, they can also find the uh, show by going to video.google.com and doing a search for haunting evidence there. And uh, most of the episodes, I think, are online in one form or another someplace. That's kind of cool. I mean, now, what, what did you do on the show? Because that's kind of a key, I think. Well, the show is a little bit different than um, a lot of the animal shows out there. I worked alongside a pair of psychics, and we investigated cold cases outside of missing persons cases uh, around the United States and even internationally. We uh, were in Aruba searching for Natalie Holloway. Uh, we went out to really? the area and, and documented uh, uh, our investigation of the Zodiac killings from the late 60s and early 70s. And uh, a number of high-profile cases, most of what we did, though, were, uh, were probably, you know, uh, lesser-known cases uh, that were maybe famous in, in, a, in a particular region, but certainly not in a, a national or international capacity, uh, was, was the bread and butter of the show. And I worked alongside these two psychics, and uh, not being a psychic myself, uh, I was basically there to try and substantiate what the psychics were picking up on, if there was uh, any uh, hint of paranormal activity in a location, uh, you know, to try and substantiate what the two of them were picking up on and uh, try to get you the actually, You actually have my dress. sympathy, uh, Patrick, because I haven't had enough time working with wine. I can't imagine what it would be like working with two <laughs> Uh It definitely uh, posed its challenges at times, and that's we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, but uh, it was a very rewarding experience being on the program, and uh, I'm, I think it's travesty in a lot of ways that uh, – know our, our show was canceled uh, maturely because there was a lot of potential for the program i think to do a lot of good up there and um you know it's my hope that maybe someday the show will be pack, picked back up and uh you'll see it uh um revived at some point in some capacity but uh, uh until then I'll, I'll just keep my things crossed and keep the victims and their families and my thoughts and prayers that we get closure on these cases uh, you know, I, it is. I mean, that show actually makes more sense than a lot of the shows that are out there now. And as we're talking, the K2 meter is just shooting off all over yeah, the place. But, <laughs> so even, even Spirit agrees. Even Spirit agrees. Yeah. I'd have to agree there, too. I think, um, you know, our, our show definitely had a poignant objective in that we were trying to help solve crimes. And uh, I, I was told that by many other people. They said, you know, all the shows out there. Yours is the only one that makes any sense uh, yeah. and, and, and has any, any real, real solid objective other than trying to scare the viewers. I, I don't know. I, I, there was one, one other show that I watched, and it, it had a bunch of sorority girls that locked in a haunted hospital. <laughs> and, and I found that very enlightening. <laughs> oh, completely. Oh, yes, you I, would, I'm, Ron. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How appropriate. And, and you know what? It's funny. For the, the other voice in that line, of course, is Molly Gibson, who is a, a phenomenal author. She writes the Ghost Huntress oh. series. 
And uh, the, the character, Kendall, I guess is, I hate to say this, based on Maureen, uh, but I don't know anything well, about that. Well, no, no. Kendall's mentor, Laureen Woods, is based on Maureen. Whatever. <laughs> I, like, I like that better. Okay. <laughs> but, that and, and, and she's also uh, written sorority sisters, so there you go. She's got my two favorite <laughs> subjects in mind. <laughs> I don't talk about that one. <laughs> and, and actually, Pat, Patrick and, and, and Molly and some other dude, uh, Darkness Dave, I think it is, right? Yep. Coined, uh, coined a book called, right. uh, what is it? Oh, Hello? It's called The Other Side, A Teen's Guide to Ghosts. Yeah, you there? Yeah, yeah. okay, we got oh. you now. Okay, we'll uh, it. it's called The Other Side. You know what, let me, can I try calling you back, Ron, on another phone? Yeah, why don't you do that, because, uh, yeah, that would work better. All right. All right, we'll talk, talk to you in a bit. Calling you right two, back. Two seconds. Okay, that was weird, huh? Hmm. But you know what's f funny? I mean, I, I left the house and I had a cell phone, my wife's cell phone, and of course she always leaves it fully charged because mm -hmm. I went to call you because mm -hmm. I was stuck in traffic. Yeah, because you were late. Uh, yeah. Excuse me? Anyways. Yeah, yeah so whatever. The, the battery was dead in it. Isn't that bizarre? Anyway, How okay. bizarre. so anyways, uh, we do have some events coming up this one on the 30th with the uh, mind group, uh, Silent Voices Paranormal. The mind group. <laughs> you wouldn't have to worry about what? any. You, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be cool? There wouldn't be any interference with the EVP recordings. With Seriously, it. wouldn't that be cool? Have a mind, a oh, they're, are they back? Oh, they're back. Hello? Back. Hey. Yay. Is that any, anyway, yeah, sort of, kind of. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, we're here. I got it. Okay. So, anyways, uh, we, whether you know or not, we are we are broadcasting live from the uh, haunted uh, Victorian and Garden of Mass. This place is absolutely phenomenal. You ought to see it. It looks like the Adams family house. Oh, cool! Very, very cool. And uh, the ghost hunters were here, and I think season three, and I'm sure they caught a draft or something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I'm just saying, you know. Okay. I'm just saying. Do you ever see the Ghost Hunter one on uh, South Park? No. They do a parody no. of the Ghost Hunter. I, I, all I can say. It's quite funny. You got to see it. That's all. I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's all. <laughs> no one's arguing. Yes. No one's arguing with you, Ron. Anyways. <laughs> um, Patrick, you are coming up here to do some events with uh, the New England Ghost Project, aren't you? I am indeed, as is Marley. We are en route right now. Um, we're uh, near Washington, D.C., and uh, should be in the uh, Boston area around 2 a.m. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. God <laughs> 6 a.m. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> just Late. In time, just in time for the next or traffic early. jam, right? <laughs> Yeah. Boston is our uh, is our official uh, uh, point of uh, uh, residence. We're going to be taking care of some uh, some business and other odds and ends while we're up in uh, New England before it gets too chilly and we uh, head back head back south. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, doing these events with you guys uh, this weekend and into next week. That's right. We you guys are uh, doing the uh, 
fest, uh, what is that? Festival of the Dead uh, spectral evidence at the uh, Hawthorne Hotel, as well yeah. as Leslie. Leslie. Leslie in the chat room is also going to be working with us as well. And uh, that that is on Saturday. And on Monday, you are doing the famous Dining with the Dead at the Wyndham Restaurant in Wyndham, New Hampshire, which is always, always cool. And uh, on Tuesday, you will be addressing my paranormal study group at the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. So, I mean, you've got a full schedule. We sure do. We can't wait. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have, we've got books with us for sale. We've got my Ghost Hunter series. And we've got our the Teen's Guide to Ghost Hunting. And um, the sorority series. What's that? The sorority <laughs> series. No, no sorority books, Ron. <laughs> but we've got pendulums and oils and jewelry and photographs. Patrick's amazing uh, IR photos of haunted locations. So lots of fun stuff. And lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Yeah, that, that's a, that's one thing we, we we did. You know, nobody really talks too much too much about it. Is your IR photography, which is simply amazing. I. Uh, you, you, there aren't too many people who work with IR. Now, do you work with film IR or just digital IR now? Digital IR is the only way to go. Um, it's uh, you know, Infrared film is um, very difficult to find. Uh, you typically have to specially order it. You have to take it to a, a, uh, a lab. They have it specially processed. Um, the, the we use that, you know, Patrick. I'm sorry? We use that. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, for, infer- for paranormal work where you're not concerned as much about your exposure level and, y- and your metering and everything like that, yeah, it's, it's probably okay, but you, you do a lot of bracketing when you're working with, uh, with film, uh, trying mm-hmm. to take pictures, and uh, digital is just so much nicer because you can review the, the image instantly in the field and see if your exposure is off and... It's a lot less trial and error. You know, your trial and error can be uh, can be corrected right there on the spot. So uh, I'm I'm a digital photographer these days. I haven't I haven't shot film in many years. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know that's really important. To make sure that you're not overexposed. Absolutely. <laughs> or underexposed, <laughs> as, as, as the uh, case may. Uh, uh. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I was on uh, Haunted Radio. No, what was the name of that? Haunted America Radio Show, uh-huh. and yeah, and Alan Shepard, I believe, is the the host. And he told me to ask you because I heard that you got this some kind of control for that big uh, RV that you're running, and they wanted to know if they, that improved the uh, gas mileage on it. Yeah, the um, uh, the, the the hybrid fuel cell. Uh, that I installed in there, um, it really did uh, in, improve the gas mileage markedly. Uh, we went from about uh, oh six point six six point seven miles per gallon up to about ten <laughs> miles. Per yeah, yeah. yeah well, you got to realize that the gross weight of this thing is twenty two thousand pounds dry. That's without anything in it. You know, we've got all of our belongings and everything in, in the chassis, and then we're also on top of that towing a three thousand vehicle behind it so uh yeah it, it's it's uh it's gas mileage is absolutely atrocious and Six. uh any any improvement when you're only getting you know a half dozen miles to the gallon any improvement that you can make that boosts your your uh mpgs a little bit here and there is yeah. is definitely worth it and uh 
I'm still experimenting with it, still doing some more work with it. Uh, but so far, uh, I'm very, very encouraged by the results that I've seen. And, you know, this is, this, this flies exactly in the face of, um, a lot of what we deal with in the paranormal. The, the hardcore skeptics slash borderline cynics. Uh, James Randi's million dollar challenge, he said he'll give a million dollars to anybody that can improve their gas mileage, I think, by 22% over the course of, uh, 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 uh a period of time of, of it being studied, and mm-hmm. then um, uh, you know, show, be able to prove that there's no, been no damage uh, uh, or excessive wear and tear on the engine. Well, you know, I'm, I'm still experimenting with this, and uh, if this is the case, I may be parting uh, Mr. Randy <laughs> from his million dollar prize here uh, <laughs> within the next couple of uh, uh, next year or so. Um, so, you know. Definitely stay tuned, see what happens with this thing, because if this works as advertised, um, I might be the one that's collecting that, and you can quote right. me on that. You know you know what? You might not be the only one, because I'm, I'm working with this guy in, in the U.K. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. who is not a psychic and, and not a medium, but he is learning to be a medium, and he's going to take uh, the Randy Million Dollars Challenge for that baby. So poor old Randy might be out a couple million. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Well, you know, I um, I really do respect what Randy what Randy does because you know he does he does pull the, the charlatans and the shysters out of there, and uh, and he calls them out. He calls a spade a spade when he sees it. But you know, this is this is a, a perfect example. I before I installed this thing. I did extensive research on the Internet for many, many months, and I saw both sides. You know, I saw people saying, you know what, ever since I installed this thing, I've been doubling my gas mileage. And then, I, and then somebody would come behind them and say, nonsense, I'm a mechanical engineer with 30 years of experience, and here's the math, and here's why it can't work, and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, and... All these people are out there saying, "Well, thank you for telling me what it doesn't work." And this is a this is a, a prime example of where people think just because they have a fancy degree and they can do complex math that one size fits all, and they can they can explain why it's impossible. Uh, you, you know, as I understand it, I think um, mathematically it's impossible for a bumblebee to fly as well. There you go. Uh, so, you know, it, so, it sounds like uh, my, my good friend Joe Nickel from uh, Psychops or whatever they're called now, CSI or whatever. Joe Nickel, yeah. We, we, we've had a run-in or two with, with uh, old Joe at DragonCon in years past. Yeah, I, I know we're running out of time, but we are getting, like, inundated with camera questions for you, believe it or not. <laughs> first, first of all, uh, Ann asks, how do you adapt the digital camera to shoot IR? It is a modification that's done. You can do it either yourself, but I don't recommend it um, because it is a very delicate process. And when you're talking about the digital SLR camera, there are many, many parts inside it that are precision fit. And if you don't know absolutely what you're doing, um, you can very, very uh, quickly screw up your nice digital camera. Number two, um, it is important to note that you do any modification to that camera, you have voided its warranty. So if you mess it up, or even if you send it off to somebody else to, to have it, the modification done, if you mess it up or they mess it yes, up, sir. the warranty is void. 
Uh, yeah. but there are a number of companies out there. You can just do a Google search for infrared camera modification, and uh, there's a number of uh, companies out there that will do the procedure for you in a clean room environment so that it's uh, it's nice and sterile and you're not getting any contaminants inside the camera. Uh, it'll cost you a few hundred dollars to have it done, but when when the modification is done, you have a digital camera that allows you to shoot point-and-shoot uh, digital images. All right. I hate to tell you this, but we've run out of time with you, uh, Patrick. Oh, my goodness. So oh, if you have any more questions for Patrick, certainly, uh, you know, come down to one of the events, Spectral Evidence on Saturday, uh, Paranormal Study Group Tuesday, and uh, Monday, Dining with the Devon and Wyndham. So we didn't even get to talk to Molly too bad, much, but uh, we'll have you on the show again. That's okay. We would love, right. love to be on the show again, too. Yeah, thank you, Patrick. That's Patrick Burns. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, let's see if we can play that clip now, the Karen uh, Hint, whatever it is now. Hello, I'm Dr. Kieran O'Keefe, and I'm here to talk to you about ghost tech. Those high-tech gadgets you use in a haunted location to measure the environment. This tip is about temperature. Frequently, you find in a ghost hunter's kit the laser thermometer, and too often... I see this used incorrectly. When you point it at a surface, a laser appears on the surface, whether it's the floor, the table, or even people's skin or clothes. But remember guys, what you're actually measuring is the surface temperature. So when people report a cold spot, don't think that you can measure that cold spot with the laser thermometer. You can't. The laser essentially shoots straight through that suspected cold spot. If you do want to measure it and you've got a particular form of laser thermometer, what I do suggest is getting hold of something called a thermocouple. A lot of laser thermometers have the sockets on their handle, which means you can attach a laser thermometer and you can actually be measuring the air temperature as well as the surface temperature with the laser. So there you go. Okay. Anyway, so anyways, we're wrapping up the show. I do want to mention that this Sunday I will be on Laura Worcester's show, which is walking the something or other, the plank or uh, whatever it's uh, <laughs> walking the oh, walking the path with Dawn and Laura on Archive Radio. So uh, achieve. I will be what achieve radio. Oh, it's not Archive. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I've written two books, too, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> ah, so, anyways, yeah, I will be on Sunday, and I believe that's at 9 o'clock, I hope. If not, then 10 o'clock, one or the other. I think it's 9. So, anyways, we, uh, we want to thank Edward so much for uh, being allowing us to be here at yes. the haunted uh, Victorian that K2 meter is still going awesome. off. And don't forget, if you guys uh, want to go someplace for uh, Halloween, is come on down here and... Uh, they're having this cool ghost hunt by uh, the Mayan group, uh, Silent Voices Paranormal. If you get information on that, go to uh, the case manager at silentvoicesparanormal.com. And also, in November 13th, we will be back and doing an event here as well. And you can buy tickets through the Circles of Wisdom in Andover. You can call them at uh, 978 uh, 474 8010, or you can go to our site, which is linked to them, or go to the circles and wisdom, whatever. Okay. 
So there you go. Great. So anyways, we want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in. And I can't hear any beats, so evidently we're still on the air. Uh, I think so. Okay. I'm not hearing any hard beats. Well, thank you, Ron, for having me. Oh, thank you, Edwin. And yes. Anything, any potting uh, shots? Um, no, just uh, interesting uh, house, uh, tons of activity. And any, anybody who's who interested in coming down, even for just a regular tour, just hauntedvictorian.com. And I'll be glad to show you guys around. Excellent. Okay. And I, I believe you're going to be doing tours here, too, as well. Uh, yes, absolutely. We have uh, one coming up at 8 o'clock. Um, coming up right now, we've got a group of people that are interested in seeing the house and knowing all the hot spots. Yeah. Right. But nice. Very good. They probably want my autograph. That's probably Oh, oh absolutely. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm that's why they're all here, right? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm thinking. You know what Your I'm autograph. You know what I'm thinking? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So anything uh, happening with you, Ann? Uh, other than seeing this exciting house tonight, no, that's on the top of my agenda. But we got a lot of neat stuff coming up, though, aren't we? Some yeah. great stuff in the, in the in the planning stages. Yes, we do. Yes, so we do. So stay tuned for that. Stay and we're going to have another uh, one of those cemetery tripping do yes. things one of yes. these days. Yes, hopefully next week. Okay. Oh, I hear so the beats. Guess it's time to wrap it up. Yes, it is. So we want to thank everybody for listening and tune in next week. And tune in to Ghost Chronicles International on Tuesday. So good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. <laughs> From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. This is Toginet.